welcome to the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is September 19th, Tuesday. Mariners won last night in Oakland. Uh, Mariners pull into a tie for the third wild card. Mariners won 5-0 over Oakland last night. Uh, this is Mariners cast number 90. So the Mariners are 82-68, and 68, a game and a half out in the AL West. They are tied with Texas. Uh, Texas does hold the tiebreaker currently. Uh, that will be up for grabs with the seven games left against the Rangers. The Mariners are game behind Toronto. Uh ESPN gives the Mariners a 61.7% chance to make the playoffs still. Uh, the Mariners are still 10th in baseball in runs per game at 4.73. They are first in ERA at 3.72 and tied for second in team whip at 1.18. So the metrics are there. Um, Mariners are positioned kind of not right where you want to be, but positioned uh, to be in the race. Last night, they looked pretty good. Uh, I think it was a combination of facing a pretty listless young Oakland A's team um, and a very good performance from a couple of uh, key players. My players of the game last night were Brian Wu and Jose Caballero. Brian Wu went five innings, three hits, no runs, four walks, six strikeouts. He moved to four and four with a 3.90 ERA. He did this in front of his friends and family. He grew up four miles away from the uh, Oakland Coliseum. And Jose Caballero went two for four with two runs, two RBIs, and a big, uh, big home run to left field off of J.P. Sears in the fourth inning. So Mariners had more energy than I expected them to. Um, I want to commend uh, Scott Service and the team for playing the lineup that they did. There was a lot of trash being talked on Twitter. Uh, when this lineup came out, you had JP, Julio, Teo Hernandez, Gino, and France, one through five. Those are all names we're used to, but the bottom four were Dylan Moore in left, Sam Haggerty at DH, Jose Caballero as the second baseman, and Luis Torrens as the catcher. I like it because, you know, I think what we saw in this Dodgers series and what we've seen for the past couple of weeks is that this team is exhausted. You needed energy, especially in uh, the Oakland Coliseum where there were very few people. You needed to figure out a way, as I said yesterday, to to find the energy, to find the intensity, to find the drive, to continue pushing on. And I feel like that's what what they did. I think the Caballero starts specifically. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but specifically starting Caballero in this game is brilliant because he is an intense energetic type of player who can be infectious, especially if he, you know, is playing well. And obviously he played incredibly well um, in this game. Just looked at the attendance, Oakland Coliseum last night, 4,972 people. So about just over 10% of what uh, was showing up for each game this weekend against the Dodgers in Seattle. So where are you going to find that energy, right? It's like playing out 
on the field when you're a kid. And Caballero is the type of player that can provide that. So is Sam Haggerty. I love the fact that Cal Raleigh got a day of rest. He needed it. I don't know why Terenz wasn't in the lineup against Kershaw on Saturday, but Luis Terenz even had an RBI double uh, in this game. So Brian Wu came out, shoved, again, like I said, five innings, three hits, four walks, six strikeouts, 86 pitches, 53 of them were strikes, 12 of 21 first pitch strikes. So he wasn't necessarily throwing a ton of strikes in this game. But he was throwing hard, and he knew that Oakland couldn't hit him. 68 of his 86 pitches were four-seamer or sinker. That's 79% of the total pitches he threw. And he sat right around 94 with those pitches. That's down a little bit over his yearly average, but that's to be expected given where he is uh, with his innings and what he's done as far as innings over the last couple of years. So Brian Wu was just... He was pretty dominant, to be honest. It it very much looked like Oakland could not touch him. Uh, 36% whiff rate, that is above his yearly average. That is also uh, way above uh, Major League average, about 10.5% above uh, Major League average. 14 whiffs on 39 swings. Eight of those whiffs were off on the four-seamer, five of them on the sinker. Um, but he pitched well. And was fun to watch. Uh, if, even if you if you just watch one at bat against Wu, uh, the very first at bat, which was Tony Kemp in the first, he grounded out on a what was a really a true low and outside sinker to a left-handed hitter from a right-handed pitcher. It's an old school pitch. It's a pitch that used to be very effective. Um, Jason Churchill talked last week on the Mariners cast about. Brian Wu having a true sinker and a pitch that he could utilize against uh, left-handed hitters. And that's very much what happened against Tony Kemp. Fun at bat for me to watch. Uh, Really nice pitch from Brian Wu. But he gave the Mariners five scoreless when they needed it. Coming off of of getting swept by the Dodgers, you're going away from home, you're going into a stadium without any sort of energy, and you post five shutout innings. It was super clutch from Brian Wu. Uh, similarly to how clutch Bryce Miller was on Saturday. Taylor Saucedo pitched a scoreless sixth. Justin Topa pitched a scoreless seventh. Thornton pitched a scoreless eighth. And Isaiah Campbell pitched a scoreless ninth um, for the Mariners to win 5 nothing. Again, I said Jose Caballero was the offensive star. Uh, Caballero hit a big, long home run. In the fourth inning off of J.P. Sears, it was a 93-mile-an-hour fastball that was middle in, bottom rail, and he went down and got it. It was 108-4 off the bat, 437 feet to left field. Uh, The Mariners announcers were wondering kind of where that came from, type of batted ball metrics that you see from Julio and from Teo and some of the big boppers. But we all know that he hits the ball a disproportionate amount in the air. And so you would expect him to hit a few home runs. And he really did get put a charge into this ball. Um, He also stole a bag, uh, was very energetic, as I said, just a big contributor. And I think Caballero in this game demonstrates just how important it is to have a deep bench, right? To be able to give your players a rest once in a while to keep them fresh for the stretch run and keep them fresh for the playoffs, And I think 
I think we could have seen him play more. And I know his splits against righties isn't good, but I would have liked to, I like, I would like to see him more against right-handed pitchers and less of Josh Rojas. Um, a Caballero brings something different to the table that the others don't. It's that, you know, it's drawing hit by pitches. It's frustrating the opposing pitcher, even if you make an out. Um, he plays an elite second base. He's made some boneheaded uh, plays in the field, and he's certainly made some boneheaded plays as a base runner, but he just brings an edge. And I really I appreciate that edge from him, and I think it's something that when the Mariners are tired, they need it. Uh, he gave that to them today, very much so. Um, I think Sam Haggerty provided some of that last year, especially when he was hitting well against lefties. Um, it's the same type of player, but Caballero to a greater extent. Uh, so again, the Mariners win five, nothing on the back of Jose Caballero and, uh, Brian Wu. Suarez went two for three with an RBI. Um, he walked twice as well. JP Crawford got on base four of the five times uh, he came to the plate. He was one for two with the run in an RBI and three walks. He remains the catalyst at the top of that lineup. And the Mariners won this game without contributions from Julio Rodriguez, Teo Hernandez, or Ty France. I think that also is a good sign, right? Um, this is a should be a get-well series against the Oakland Athletics. It looks like it will be. They got that first win. They did it with some energy. They got good pitching from Brian Wu. And what maybe the biggest result outside of the victory in this game one last night was no Andres Munoz, no Matt Brash, no Gabe Spire. So three of your four best relievers, three of your highest, your four highest leverage relievers, if you want to put Topa in that group as well, did not pitch. So you saved your leverage bullpen, and they needed it. We all know how exhausted they are. So Brian Wu gave them those five innings, and then the back end of the bullpen really gave the Mariners um, some much-needed rest. So nice job all around. Um, Bit players carried the Stars offensively uh, outside of JP and Gino contributing. Caballero brought the energy, hit the big home run. Luis Torrens gives Cal Raleigh a day off. Brian Wu pitches very well. The lower leverage bullpen arms gave the higher leverage arms a rest. It was just exactly what the doctor ordered. It was exactly what the Mariners needed in this first game against the A's. So tonight is uh, game two of the series. It's Luis Castillo against Paul Blackburn. Uh, Luis Castillo is now 13-7 and seven with a 3-0-8 ERA. That is good for sixth in all of baseball amongst qualified starters and third in the American League. Luis Castillo is also has a 1.04 whip, which is second in baseball and second in the American League. Um, he's pitched 101 or 181 and a third innings, 11th most in baseball, fifth most in the American League. Surrendered 142 hits, 47 walks, and 199 strikeouts, which is tied for eighth in baseball and fourth in the American League. His Fangraphs war in the is 3.3, which is eighth in the American League. I would have expected that number to be higher. Um, but he's been dominant, right? 
he's been the Mariners ace despite uh Fangraph's war saying George Kirby has earned four versus his 3.3. I think there is a case for Luis Castillo to be the um, American League Cy Young award winner. I don't think it's a great case as of yet. It depends on what happens in these next couple of starts. Uh, Sonny Gray leads the American League in Fangraphs War with five. He is eight and seven with a 2.84 ERA. His ERA is about a run lower than his XERA or his XFIP. The lack of wins, I also think, hurts Sonny Gray. Kevin Gosman is second at 4.8 Fangraphs War. He is 11 and 9 with a 3.4 ERA. Zach Eflin, 15 and 8 with a 3.44. Garrett Cole, 13 and 4 with a 2.81 ERA, but 192 innings pitched. Um, so there's this huge group, right? Framber Valdez, 12 wins, 3.2 ERA. Pablo Lopez, 10 wins, 3.58 ERA. You've got this clump of nine, 10 American League starters who are all very similar. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the voters vote. I fully expect it to be, uh, you know, the votes being spread around. A lot of folks have been saying Garrett Cole will win it because it's a kind of a lifetime achievement type thing, but he pitches for the Yankees. The Yankees aren't going anywhere. Um, I think that's kind of bunk. I hope that's not the case. I think that if Castillo can come out and be dominant um, in his last couple of starts and the Mariners make the playoffs in part because of his pitching, I think he will have a legitimate argument um, as a an American League Cy Young candidate. But as I said, third in the AL in ERA, second in the AL in WHIP. Um, 181 innings, he'll probably get close to 200, probably get close to 220, 230 strikeouts. Big, big year from Castillo. He goes in this huge park in Oakland against a listless Oakland A's offense. I fully expect him to dominate. Paul Blackburn is 29 years old, right-handed starting pitcher, 6'1", 196, was drafted by the Cubs in 2012. Uh, pitched for the Cubs organization till 15 in the Seattle organization in 16, went back to the Cubs in 16 and then Oakland from 2017 on he's four and five with a four, one, four ERA, but a one, five, four whip 95 and two thirds innings. He surrendered a three fifty five BABIP. So a bit unlucky with the BABIP. I think that's why, um, that whip is so high. His left on base percentage is pretty straightforward, standard 75.7%. Um, lefties hit him better, but both lefties and righties have hit him pretty well this season. Lefties 302 with a 372 on base percentage, righties 278 with a 335. He is over a run better at home, 356 ERA, away 472. His last start was on the 13th at Houston, three innings, four hits, four runs, three walks, two strikeouts. He is a he's the type of pitcher that gives the Mariners a lot of problems. Mariners can hit fastballs. We all know that. Mariners struggled against the Dodgers with breaking balls, um, with changeups, right? The the fastball changeup combination of Emmett Sheehan and Gavin Stone gave the Mariners absolute fits. Uh Mariners couldn't hit either of them at all. Same went with Ryan Yarborough's curveball, right? Low to mid-70s curveball from the left side gave them fits. 
Same with uh, Bobby Miller's breaking stuff. So that's the type of pitcher that I think the Mariners really struggle with. Um, Paul Blackburn throws six pitches 10% of the time or more. Uh, the only two pitches above 20% are sinker and cutter. He also has a slider, a fastball, a curveball, and a changeup. His fastball sits 92. His sinker sits 92. He gets all the way down to 79 on the curve um, and 81 on the slider. It's, you know, as I said, it's kitchen sink, right? But his slider gets a 35% whiff rate and his changeup gets a 37% whiff rate. So, it's not as if there isn't some swing and miss. I think some of it is deception. Some of it is just be having six pitches. Um, he's got some of that Chris Bassett stuff in him. But again, this is the kind of pitcher the Mariners struggle with. And it would not surprise me to see them struggle with Paul Blackburn. I hope that the Mariners are patient. Um, he's walked 8.9% of the batters face this season, which is not particularly great, but it's not um, astronomically high either. Uh, but he's, I expect him to pitch well against the Mariners, given the type of, again, the type of hitters the Mariners have, how fastball heavy um, they are, how they hunt fastballs. This is not the kind of pitcher that you want to face in this situation, but he doesn't have great stuff. Um, so I think that if they take the right approach against him, they should be fine, especially with Luis Castillo on the mound. So the Mariners have opportunity to make up more, uh, make up more space on the teams ahead of them. Um, again, Texas owns a tiebreaker. I'm not sweating that all too much because the Mariners have seven games left against them, but they got to keep pushing. They got to keep finding the energy. Uh, against this Oakland team, probably 5,000 people or less in the stadium. Uh, figure out a way, right? Mariners fans that are down there in Oakland, make some noise. Let them know you're there. Uh, I hope that Cal Raleigh gets another day of rest. I just, I know that that's sounds weird against a right-handed pitcher, but I think he needs it, right? Um, even if it's, if Julio gets a day of rest or JP, do it against Oakland because you're going to need them. Um, you're going to need them in these upcoming series. The Mariners do have a day off on Thursday. I could see a situation where lots of big names get a day off tomorrow. Since it's a day game in Oakland, you give them two days off in a row, allow them to get ready for this stretch run. Uh, but again, we're there. Every game matters. Um, should be fun tonight. This is must-see TV for all of us who watch and root for the Mariners. A lot of fun. I expect them to get to 90 wins. Um, we'll see. Luis Castillo, Mariners need a big clutch outing from their ace tonight. I fully expect it against this Oakland team. Uh, tune in. I will be back tomorrow to recap uh, tonight's game. It is a day game tomorrow, George Kirby. We don't know who's going for Oakland. Uh, but again, stretch run. Let's do this. I'll be recording uh, the reaction to the Seahawks win over Detroit with Candace Higgins a little later today for the Seahawks 360. Make sure you download that uh, rate and review uh, the Seahawks 360 as well as the Mariners cast if you have an opportunity. I appreciate the listen once again. 
This is the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20. That is T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0. And the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Enjoy your Tuesday. Go Mariners. Peace.